what is up designers and welcome back to the surviving the cancel podcast today is 91 of the 28 day challenge and so we're basically like two uh plus 60 so about 63 days into overtime uh and all the riches and success and all the things that were supposed to happen on day 28 have yet to happen um two days ago i believe it's the 12th today uh my co-host and my bro Rashad, his birthday was yesterday, so happy birthday to him. But two days ago, we did the, you know, the, the soft launch. You know, I'll say soft to save my ego a little bit. The soft launch of the Surviving the Cancel Summit. And uh, the summit and the podcast at large are failing to gain a lot of traction and interest. Um, and so what we're going to do about that is within the, um, what do you call it, the advertisements that I'm running on this podcast... Um, I'm going to change the messaging of it a little bit more and um, continue to go on more podcasts because I haven't actually recorded any podcast episodes. So, you know, the launch wasn't ripe as it was, and that was pretty evident. You know, traffic's going to have to come through going on all these people's podcasts and really getting the whole thing done. Um, but that's not what I came in uh, this podcast episode to talk about. That's just a little update on day, th- day 91 here. What I wanted to say in this podcast episode, I wanted to keep it really brief, is that, you know, the further you press along in your journeys, you know, your journeys towards your ambitions, um, I feel like, you know, the hardships you face are, you know, uh, it, it's just its own automated process of burning out, you know, your, you know, the narcissistic elements of your personality. You know, as time goes on, as you go and hit wall after wall after wall after wall after wall, you gain more and more humility. You know, as you hit wall after wall after wall, it kind of throughout, you know, through a process, it disintegrates your ego. And through this natural process of toiling away, uh, you know, towards your ambitions, uh, it's kind of crazy because you, I'm just watching some folks next door, doing, doing some crazy stuff, but... I'm a little distracted. Sorry about that. But as you toil away towards your ambitions, it disintegrates your ego to the point where, and also you reach certain milestones. It's, it's kind of like two separate charts. You know, your ego, uh, it, as it disintegrates, you know, you know, you begin to hit milestones as well that make you, you know, that satiate, you know, that satiate, you know, satiates, that satiates you more, in in. I guess as your ego tanks, the more it easily you are fulfilled. And in those moments of fulfillment, when you're all completely satiated, you begin to think about other people. And so you'll hit this moment along your path and along your journey towards success where, you know, for the first time in your life, the scales begin to tip. You know, you, you may have always been an empathetic person, but I believe in this journey, you know, you come across a point in time where, you know, the, you know, whereas before, you know, most of your life has been centered around you and your goals and satiating yourself. Most of your life has been around competing with the rest of the world and being the best and being seen and fulfilling your ego. Um, but like I said, I think that you come across a point in your journey where the scales begin to tip and you'll know this moment. There'll be a moment of epiphany, a moment of clarity where, you know, other people in the world and, and empathizing and caring about them becomes greater than yourself, you know where yourself is the most important thing in your life, you hit a point in time where the scales begin to tip and everything else is more significant. Everything else is more important. Um, because your ego is, 
you know disintegrated with the process and and uh and your needs are also being met along the way in different moments different oscillating moments um and so i think you know when you do cross that path uh in that little seesaw begins to change direction you begin to recognize the ongoing struggle in your life and one of the biggest struggles i think in life even when you get to the other side because when you move through paradigms the paradigm you move from still exists so if you move from a selfish and competitive paradigm that's all about you and you move into the empathetic paradigm you know the selfish you know you know competitive paradigm still exists even though you're living in empathetic collaborative paradigms uh, you know, it still exists under the surface, and it still gets somewhat of a guiding force in your actions. It's just not the oh, you know, the majority force anymore. Um, you begin to become acutely aware of the way that ego, you know, even in its latent form, still impacts and controls your life. And I've come to a recent crossroads where I'm realizing that, you know, a lot of what I feel and what I desire, you know, a lot of what my life is. It, you know, a lot of the pieces of my life that are governed by ego are are the pieces of my life in which I fail. I, I, I just was thinking about this, you know, last night and this morning. I think ego is one of the things that, you know, that hold people, that hold me back, you know, that, that's holding me back and that's holding people back worldwide. I think it's one of the, one of the singular forces that, you know, you know, grinds momentum uh, to a halt that, that that denies people of success. You know, you you live your life a lot of the times assuming that there are forces, even external forces, that are blocking you from achieving what you want and being who you want and all these different things. But I think when that seesaw begins to tip, you recognize it for the first time that the person or the the force that is against you is mostly you. You understand what I mean a little bit by that. Um, I haven't really been charting out these podcasts because those in the most comprehensive way. I've been kind of just getting on recently and speaking my mind for the sake of frequency and also because I think a lot of quality comes from being open and and, and, and honest about what it is I'm feeling in a particular moment. Um, I record these podcasts the day that they're posted, so it's what I'm feeling on that day. You're hearing me talk to you on the same day and time that you exist if you're hearing you know these podcast episodes as they're coming out. But I mean, just looking at, you know, my life, for example, um, one of the biggest parts of my journey right now is to get traffic and to get traffic. I have to go on different podcast shows and podcast channels. And in order to get on podcast shows and podcast channels, I have to pitch the host of those podcasts and say, hey, this is my deal of why I want to come on your show. Uh, in order for anybody to accept the deal, they have to feel like they're gaining a lot from the deal. In order to demonstrate that someone's gaining a lot from the deal, you have to empathize with them and care about what it is that they're feeling. Okay, um, and a part of that empathy sometimes is, for example, just a, just a random example, um, empathizing the way in which they want to be pitched. And so, mo- uh, mo- many people in reality want to be pitched throughout time. And so, you have to make friends with them first and associate with them on social media and things like that. And you have to build up their relationship, and then you have to pitch um, them to come on your show because that's what most people prefer. It's like people don't want to be you know, just jump into a relationship. They want to date you first. And then, you know, you can present, you can offer them, you know, the offer of being in a relationship with you. Um, so let's say for me, what I'm doing is I'm just 
off the bat and it works just cold pitching people cold pitching people cold pitching people you know off the rip um and the reason you know that's a lesser effective process and it's slowing me down in my progress and i recognize this but you know there's a give and take here i mean i I have to move like it's slowing me down in some regards and it's faster in some regards like it it just depends i know this is a little confusing because i'm just babbling but anyhow just to get to the main point of the you know the entire example um without you know zooming into an excruciating level in the details um ego is telling me look you're poor you're broke you want this launch to work right now i want it fast as possible like i want it i want to be on top uh and it's overriding you know my my innate knowledge that people would prefer a process that is much slower than the one that i'm handing to them when it comes to pitching you understand what i'm saying um what I feel and who I am and what I desire, you know, is, is I'm balancing that, you know, I'm, I'm factoring that in, into the ways that I approach, you know, these people who, who, who I want, whose podcast I want to be on, you know, in, in some ways that might help me a little bit. Sure. But in a lot of ways, it's also shooting me in the foot. You know, I mean, I think self-preservation and wanting good for yourself drives a lot of success, but it hinders us a lot also. Um, and I think, in many cases, it hinders us a lot more than we know and a lot more than it helps. Um, ego is a deadly thing. Like even when it comes to sending out these pitches, with a tra- the strategy which I decided uh, gives me the most, you know, it gives everybody the most net benefit. Um, sometimes I wake up in the morning and I won't send out pitches that day, you know, because I don't want people to send me back emails like, oh, why did you send me this pitch? Or I don't want to be part of this. Remove me from your list because people will send back negative emails, you know. And so I hesitate to send emails, which I know could help me and them both um, because my ego is saying, OK, they'll see this email and they'll think something about me or oh, they'll send me, you know, uh, a reply that's not necessarily positive. My ego will be bruised, you know. It's this this constant recognition of not, not not egoism like you think highly of yourself, but this constant recognition of self that you know that prevents us a lot from being really logical, really reasonable, really analytical, and get to the bottom of what it is that we really need to do to reach success. You know, we can't really get to our goals a lot of times because you know, like a lot of people, I think they 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 work the nine to five and. You know, and instead of chasing their dreams, because they're, you know, for a lot of people, it may be easier to be poor than it is to be seen trying something new that they're not good at. That's something my girlfriend says a lot uh, about the, you know, that particular situa- situation. A lot of people don't want to be seen like as, oh, <laughs> it's too, you know, people toast on Twitter all the time. Oh, it's too many podcasts. Oh, he's starting a podcast. Oh, he's a rapper. Oh, he's a singer. Oh, he's an artist. Oh, he's the same. Like they talk trash about you when you embark on these journeys because it's with it's outside of the status quo, you know, uh, which is a lot of what this podcast is about because you'll be canceled when you desert the status quo. A lot of people are more afraid of being deserted. I mean, being a deserter of the status quo and being canceled for that and trying to survive that cancel than they are being poor or being sick, or, you know, you know, or, 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 or being hurt. Uh, physically, like a lot of people, status matters the most to them. And this, you know, this recognition of ourselves as an entity with wants and needs and desire, it, it just blocks so much. Like even within relationships, 
you know, when you're like someone who is not in a relationship, or maybe you are in a relationship, you know, um, a lot of people try to enter relationships by treating people how they would want to be treated, okay? But, you know, that, you know, but but even look at the, the way that's phrased, even the way that's worded, how they would want to be, how you would personally want to be treated. You know, it's this assumption that everyone in the world functions on the same exact uh, you know, responds exactly the same way to stimulus as you do, you know, which is actually misguided. And you'll go on these journeys. Maybe you learn about pickup from some of the pickup community. And a lot of the principles that you'll hear will be counterintuitive to what it is that you believed uh, initially. And so the ways that, you know, you think that people want to be treated the way you want to be treated, but you'll learn that that's not true. And a lot of the ways that they actually want to be treated, you'll resist because you've previously defined those ways as, oh, it's mean, that's disrespectful. But in fact, this person does view it this way and that's actually what they want. You know, um, and as a person that views the world in a particular type of way, you're a virtuous person. And you define these actions as mean or that guy's an asshole for doing this or, you know, it's disrespectful to do this. Um, you know, because you view yourself as a virtuous, virtuous person or a good person um, and you label these things as bad, you'll have a very hard time operating in the way that's optimal for the people that you're pursuing. You won't do some of the things that the quote-unquote asshole or the bad guy does, even though that's what this community may want, you know? Now, I'm not saying these are literal bad things. No one wants literal bad things to happen to them. That's obvious. But I'm saying they're bad in your perception, right? Like, you don't accept these things as good. That's your personal opinion. Now, some things, like, are obviously actually bad, Okay. But some things are just bad because, you know, you've been trained and raised to think it was. You understand what I mean? Um, so don't, obviously, don't do anything bad to anybody. No one wants bad done to them, you know. But we define bad differently is my point. And uh, so you'll struggle to be the guy that, you know, uh, I don't want to give any real examples. But, you know, Like, let's say, let's just a random example. This is untrue, but just a random example. Let's say, you know, a girl, you know, you know, she's fond of you in those passionate moments, you know, choking her and slapping her. Just, just random examples. It's not true. This is just random. Okay. This is not, you know, something I'm a proponent of or anything like that. It's just completely random. Let's just say, for example, but you feel like those things because of the way you were raised, you feel like they're disrespectful. She obviously feels different. She wants it. She's admires, admiring somebody who, who acts this way. But you've been raised and conditioned and it's part of your identity to believe these things are bad. And then so you'll have a lot of dissonance when you're participating in this activity or you won't participate in this activity. This The way you've been raised uh, and the way you've learned to identify yourself, you know, the boundaries you set for what is right and what is wrong and what is good and what is evil are stopping you from actually pleasing these people the way you want them to be pleased. It's stopping you from actually delivering joy to these people the way you want them to be joyous. You know, uh, 
I don't know, man. I feel like just ego holds us back in so many different ways. And it, it, it's, it's, you know, unless we can really purge ego in, in which I don't know if it's possible and reach a point of what they call ego death, where you're no longer obsessed about self and your own identity, you know, implementing the processes that make the people around us most happy is, is, is very hard. It's very, very hard. Like, uh, you know, a lot of the thing, you know, like even in relationships, I think distance a lot of the times is an important element. You know, they say absence makes the heart grow fonder. I don't know why, but continuous availability, whether a relationship is romantic or not, or as a friendship, continuous availability, even if you really want to be like, I'm a person that wants to be around people I like all the time. But I have to recognize also, most people don't function like that. Continuous availability, for some reason, it, 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 you know, everything should happen in moderation, even love and to love hard and continuously. Uh, you are providing that person with a un- you're, you're throwing that person out of balance and people want to be balanced. People, people function the best under balanced conditions. And so to force yourself, even though it's against what you feel is right, to withdraw your own time and, and to, to limit time with that person, to be away from that person and not always text that person back. And not always be available to that person, even though that's what you want to do, even though you feel that's what love is. You know, it's hard to do because ego is stopping you from knowing it. Because ego, you know, the way you've identified yourself in your life, you set up these boundaries and parameters to say, that's not something that someone who loves someone would do. And ego, in that way, stops you from actually seeing this person's point of view as truly valid and giving them the love that they're asking you for. Because that's not what you define love as. Like, man, it's so much to say about this topic. But I'm going to keep this episode short because I'm working and I'm trying to get this funnel up. I'm trying to get this business launched. But I hope you understood what I'm saying in this episode. Like, you know, uh, I don't know. I just want to be on this podcast and talk to you all more often. So I don't always get the opportunity to structure these long long episodes because those come from just waiting around and inspiration and time. They don't come from me just coming on the podcast and it results in a lack of frequency. So I'm trying to just come in and give you all this episode of some of the miniature thoughts that I've been thinking, little rants that I've been having with myself. Um, and there's more to cover on this topic, but I'll do so in another episode. Follow me on Clubhouse, by the way. I want to talk to you all live. I want to have a community that we can just get on and chat with and, and be friends and all that. Follow me on Clubhouse. The link is in the description below. Regardless of what platform you're on, it'll be in the you know the little uh, podcast notes, details or whatever. I really want you to follow me on Clubhouse. Uh, other than that, this is Dallas, and this is the Grand Design Podcast. No, this is the Surviving to Cancel Podcast now, and I appreciate you for listening. Rate, subscribe, and review if you enjoyed the podcast episode. Thank you, and peace out.